now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Nicole DeGroat. Nicole had two near-death experiences, and today we're going to learn about them. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today, and welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. So if you don't mind, let's just start in chronological order and start with your first one. Um, so to just give some background a little bit um, to explain, you know, I feel like everybody going into an NDE, um, the way they think and live their lives beforehand precedes like what happens. Um, and I, I grew up my whole life thinking I was unworthy feeling like I wasn't good enough. I was lesser than, um, I used to hear in my head when I was little, you're dark, you're dark, you're dark, you're dark. I always felt like I was dark. I don't know. It was just, just my, my childhood. And so, um, and growing up, um, my grandmother lived three houses down from me and she was like my mother and we were really close and my whole childhood, if anything ever happened, I'd run down to her house and she was my comfort. She would be there for me and calm me down. And, so I had this whole difficult childhood and um, I, I grew up basically with a void inside of me. I was a people pleaser. I didn't think I was good enough. I thought my happiness stemmed from the And so I had this void inside of me. I started to constantly try to fill and I wasn't even sure what that void was. Fill it with self-harm or... Um, I had eating disorders with substances, with relationships. I was just constantly trying. I was never happy. I was always empty and trying to fill this empty abyss that was just, it was never enough. And so I just developed these bad habits in my, in my twenties because of my childhood and how I felt about myself. And, um, so I turned, you know, I turned to drugs. I overdid it a few times. I had a, a stroke at one point and a few seizures. I wasn't able to walk or talk right for a few weeks. Like I had been circling the drain with this for a long time and um, feeling like I wasn't worthy, feeling like I wasn't enough. And um, I feel like um, my grandmother passed away in 2007. Um, I was two months pregnant with my daughter. I mean, it was just a really horrible thing. And I just, I lost that safety net, that person that I could always run to, that person that helped made me feel safe and comforted me. And now I felt like I was alone in this world, you know, with nothing to help me. And so I, uh, I turned to a lot of bad things. And so anyway, um, this particular time of my life, I was turning to anything. I didn't have a drug of choice. I just would reach for anything that would numb me. And, uh, so this particular night was Halloween of 2014 and I ended up overdosing and I remember just immediately jumping out of my body and running. I jumped out of my body and I ran to my grandmother's house, which was three houses down from my house. I just ran. And she, you know, she'd been passed at this point for seven years, but I just knew as soon, I remember darkness happening at first, but then as soon as I, like I came to, I just ran like right out of my body. I heard chaos behind me. I heard noise behind me, but I didn't look back. I just ran to her house. And as I ran down the street, resistance started pushing against me. Like as time slowed down, it was pushing me back as if like, I didn't belong here. Like I wasn't running into the piece. I was like being pushed back from it. And I saw a light coming out of my grandmother's house. She had this big, huge window in her front um, living room. And every time I pass by, I'd see her sitting there. So as I'm running down the street, I see the light pouring out and I know she's there. Like, I know she's going to be sitting there. I know it. 
and I get to the window and as I'm getting to the window, I'm, I'm being stopped. I'm being slowed down. And I see her sitting there and she is looking at me. If you could, if a look could be like unconditional love, unconditional clarity, unconditional support, it would be this look she was giving. She was looking at me as if she hadn't looked away from me for the past seven years. She had been looking at me the whole time. She wasn't surprised to see me. She had been looking, she had been aware of me this whole time. I was the one that wasn't aware of her. So as I got to her window, all I wanted to do was run in her house and, you know, lay on her lap like I used to. And she calmed me down and, and I was so scared about life. And I, I knew something had happened and I just wanted her to make it better. But she would not let me come in the house. She sat on the couch and looked at me outside and she held up her hand and she said, you know, she looked at me like, I love you and look around you right now. There is eternity available to you. Like life doesn't end. I am showing you I'm here. I'm showing you like, stop being scared. Stop living in fear. Stop hurting yourself. I love you. I've never stopped watching over you. I've been here the whole time. You've just been the one that hasn't known that I've known it. I've been here. And she was like, this is not your time. Like, you know, I named my daughter after her. So she was like, go back to Rose, go back home. Like, this is not your time. But look, but look, look, this is here. Don't forget this. Then as soon as I accepted that I was going back and that um, eternity did exist, I was like sucked. Like it was like sucked backwards in a tunnel back into my body. And I, I opened my eyes and there was like seven cops in my room and a bunch of, yeah, it, like there was, they saved my life. The cops, they saved my life. It was, I don't want to get into too much detail, but um, I ended up going to the hospital that night. And then um, like I was in the paper for it an article in the paper about what happened that the, you know, they saved my life. And, um, friends of mine were asking me, is this you? Is, did this happen? And I, and I was like, no, no, it wasn't me. Cause I was just so ashamed. And, and like, by me doing that, I dumbed down my NDE. I dumbed down the message my grandmother was trying to give me. So I would live life different. Like she was trying to be like, Nicole, like nothing's filling your void because this is how you fill your void. Knowing the, this big picture, knowing that we are eternal, knowing that we're all here forever. Like we're never going anywhere. Like this is the answer that will help you heal in life. And she was trying to give that to me, but I was just so in denial after what happened that I, I lost the message and it faded and I still circled the drain. I still had issues. I still had a hard time. So my first NDE was, I understand it now looking back the message that was trying to be given to me, but at the time I wasn't ready for it. Was she speaking to you telepathically or did you get all yes. this as just a knowingness? Well, she was, it was, I guess you would say telepathic. I felt it in my mind and in my core, what she was saying. Like I was putting out energy and she was putting energy back into me. Like I was putting out this, I wanted to yell her name. I wanted to, and I couldn't, like something was making me not speak. And I kept hearing, stop, slow down, like, Stop resisting. Stop fighting it. This is your problem. Stop. Just look around. Just look. Like this is. I was just like in me. Like something was just telling me. Um. You know. It was just. It was like in my core. I felt what she was saying. I just. I could feel it. Mm -hmm. There weren't any words. Do you think by being in her house, she was just like on the other side, and that was like a barrier that if you crossed, you couldn't come back? I think she was showing me that it wasn't my time. Like, it wasn't like, at that point, it wasn't like, you can come or you, it was like, I'm here. I'm always going to be here. I've been here. You're there for a reason. I'm here for a reason. Not your time. Like, 
you can look at me, I can look at you, but this is, we're not going to, we're not going to reunite yet. Right. Which is, is funny because my whole childhood, I would run down the same street and I'd see her in that window and I barge right in the house, lay right on her lap. She'd rub my back. It was like, you know, but it, and she was like, no, not yet, but it will happen. Look, like I'm here, not, you know, it, do you still recall that event today just like just as clearly as you did the day it happened? I get chills when I talk about it. I'm like shaking a little right now just by talking about it. The energy that gets going in me. Do you feel that like when you were there, it's more real than being here? Yes, because time stops. Like nothing's passing you by anymore. Everything freezes and it's like that's real Like because mm-hmm. it stops. Like you stop. You know, you're not so static you're yeah it's more real did you happen to see anybody else or any other beings or notice any anything in your environment while you were there in my second nda i did in the second one definitely there was like a an army a love army of of beings that were just pouring over me it was ridiculous it was overwhelming well let's talk about it what happened on the second one my second one was February of 2016. Um, at this point, I had had a best friend pass away in 2015 from drugs. And that actually spiraled me into a huge spiritual awakening because he was relentless with communicating with me. Like he was, the night of his funeral, I was sitting in my living room and I saw him run through my living room in like, immense bliss and joy, just like kind of running towards his freedom. I saw him and I, and up until now I had had like, you know, this was, this was the biggest experience I've ever had. And he was like present with me. So um, by the time my ND happened in 2016, I was definitely more open to spiritual things. I was definitely more on the awakening path. Um, So I was up for three days. Um, and I just remember like my, my heart just pounding, 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 and my, my mind just racing and I was chugging vodka and I didn't know this. I, I forgot this, but they said when they found my phone, I was Googling easy ways to die at home. I just wanted to die. Like I was just done and I was just overdoing it with drugs and I was drinking, 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 and I dropped and I was living with a fireman at the time and he came home shortly after and he actually tried to do CPR on me. And he couldn't. So he called an ambulance and they came and, um, you know, brought me to the hospital and saved my life. And um, but what happened for me was completely different. I was in my living room and I remember having the thoughts like my my heart was pounding. My mind was racing. I was freaking out. I was so scared. I remember being like, this is it, Nicole. Look what she did. This is it. I remember being like, you can't stop it now. Like, here we go. And um, I remember all of a sudden, like, like shadow shifted, like something shifted and my, my awareness went somewhere else. And I just felt such peace, like a release from this hell I was just in all of a sudden I was like full of peace, full of knowing, full of euphoria and wonder and being like, wait, like that relief I was just chasing, that that hell I was just in, how am I feeling like this? That made no sense to me how instantaneously I could be in heaven. Like I could feel like I was just relieved of all my pain. And so though I started to 
you know, become aware of my surroundings and, and be like, okay, this feels really good, but this isn't right because I was just feeling like I was going to drop dead. And, um, I remember I knew time had stopped. I knew it. I just knew it. Like, I felt like this moment was, was between me and me. It wasn't between me and anybody else. It was just me and me. And, um, I I was called to go outside, but I remember this being different than my first NDE because I remember just running. I ran out of my body towards my grandma's. This time I sat in it. I was like, wait, something cool just happened. And and I was, I slowly went outside. I was being called outside just like the last time, but I slowly made my way outside because I was looking around. I was like, something's changed. Like the pinks were pinker and like the smells were, everything was just more, it was like a buzzing in my ears. I could feel everything more intensely. Everything was just of me. I was of it. I was one with everything. It was just like, there's no separation. I was just surrounded by this comfort. And so I went outside and I remember seeing this, this street lamp outside my house was just emitting this, this light that I can't even express to you. It was like real light. Now we see light. I feel like what we see here is artificial light. I saw real light. Like this light was substantial. It was like, and, um, I started walking towards it. And as I walked towards it, you know, I would, I, I saw things becoming what they're supposed to really be like, as if the veil was lifting. Um, and I was seeing just a fraction of what I was seeing in physical life. It was like a fraction of what I was seeing now. Like I, it was like, everything was just becoming what it really was meant to be, you know? And so, um, as I walked towards the light, I started to laugh really hard because I would, I saw how, serious I took life and how scared I was of everything and how anxious I was and how I was so like hard on people and like judgmental and and I started laughing because I was like like this is I knew I had put myself in this place on purpose to grow like at that point I was like you put yourself here to grow and you hated yourself you made it you hated yourself it was like all for your own personal. I started to read the bigger picture. This was all for my own personal evolution of my soul. Like this was never someone judging me and telling me I wasn't doing things right. This was me against me. It was me versus me. And so I started to get all this clarity as I walked towards the light. And I, I started to see like this immense amount of beings like looking over me, you know, beyond the light. They were just all focused at me. And as I started to realize this, I started to see that they had always been there. I just didn't see it. Just kind of like the veil was lifting on everything. Like they had always been focused at me, interested in me, loving me, encouraging me, cheering me on. And I'm here most of the time feeling alone. and Like there's no one. And, and it wasn't just my grandma this time. It was her, but it was like people I didn't even knew me focused on me, like welcoming me, just embracing me and loving me. And I felt like I was just the worst person before this. And now it's like this multiple beings loving me for like unconditionally, no reason. They just love me. And I just, it was a beautiful thing. And as I started to embrace what they were offering, I started to become one of them, like shift into their, I was like shifting into their beingness becoming them but as I shifted with them and understood who they were and what they did and I started to turn my perception I started to turn my focus where theirs was shifting with them now as I did that I saw what 
the, who the people like uh, the physical beings I was leaving, how they were going to perceive it. Now, when we, when our loved ones pass on, they face us always. But when we're here, we don't know we're faced away kind of from them. We're not acknowledging their existence. So when I, when I passed, I faced them right away because I know that they're, attention on me and, and I'm aware of their attention. So, but when I become one of them, I start to turn with them and I see all the people that I'm leaving behind turned away from me. So I can see my daughter turned away from me. She's not going to see me yet. She's not going to understand that I'm looking at her every second, focused on her every moment. I'm never going to look away from her. I'm always going to be cheering her on. I'm always going to be there. I saw she wasn't going to know that she was going to be turned away from me because she just wasn't tuned in like that yet. Just like I didn't know my grandma was staring at me, focused on me and cheering me on the whole time. And when I saw that, I freaked out. I, I panicked. I started crying. No, 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 no. Like I, I knew that as a child, I had been left to fend for myself. And I didn't want to leave her to fend for herself, to try to have to find this answer herself. Why? But how? By like possibly having an NDE. Like I didn't want her to have to go through that. So the second I saw her face away from me I said I was like no 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 I can't go I have to stay please please I can't leave her I I was like I don't care how much it hurts I don't care that I've seen the peace and I've seen the eternal eternalness of my soul I I I can't go and and it was funny because as soon as I started doing that nothing changed the only thing that changed was my reaction the light stood there strong and literally like I felt it connect to like my core and it was like sucking that negativity and that panic out of me, it was transmuting it into like infinite clarity, infinite intelligence, infinite knowing, and it was putting itself back into me. And I was being filled with this knowing of like, relax. Why are you, didn't you just see what we showed you? Didn't you just see this? Why are you freaking out? Even if you did decide to go into the peace, it's going to be fine. She's going to be all right. She's going to turn towards you one day. Eventually we're all going to come back to each other. This is an evolution of love. Like we're all going to face each other one day. We're all going to come back to each other. No one leaves. No one goes anywhere. No one leaves. And this was like the message being told to me, like, Nicole, you need to stop. Like no one goes, we've been trying to show you that this for years, no one goes anywhere. We're all here. Like, and that to me was a huge thing because I felt alone so many times in my life. Like I had nobody. Meanwhile, I had the biggest force in the universe on my side, the biggest force. I just wasn't tuned into it. I just didn't know it. So um, I literally got to choose. I got, I got shown if I continued into the peace, all would be okay. Everything will be fine. Everything would work out the way it's supposed to work out. And if I wanted to come back to this life, I did get shown I'd have some obstacles. I'd have people mistrusting me. No one was going to want to listen to my bullshit, not even to mention my NDE experience. They weren't going to want to hear about that or believe me about it. Like I knew that. And like the, one of the biggest reasons I wanted to come back was to share my story. And I was literally told no one's going to want to hear your story for years. No one's going to want to listen to you. You need to get yourself better and then tell your story, which is why it's taken me so long to, you know, really tell what really happened to me. So, um, but I got to choose. I got and either way was fine. There was no wrong choice because it was all about me versus me. It was all about, are you ready to go into the peace? That's fine. Are you ready to come back and maybe impact your daughter's life, your, your family's life, other people's life, and let them know that this is not the end? Like, there is so much more life. We are eternal. I can't even express to you how much I know this. And I was the most lost person for so many years. I thought I was nobody. I used to look up at 
I was raised Catholic, I used to look up at the cross in church at Jesus and literally say to myself, he doesn't even know you exist. He's so important. And you're not like, he doesn't even know you exist. And after this experience, it's like the universe knows I exist. I'm so important. Everybody is so important. We are all so important. And I, for me to learn that is a big deal. And for me to, you know, I did choose to come back because I do feel like I've hit really low points in my life. And the fact that I've found this peace and this knowing, I really feel like I could help other people find it. That was an amazing experience. And thank you for sharing that with us. I loved it when you seemed to make the realization that you were worrying for nothing and all these things that you were doing Mm -hmm. was all for nothing. Did you feel like or did you come to some conclusion like maybe this was just all a game and you were just lost in the game? I feel like I came here to challenge myself to fully realize my divinity, which then living that truth inspires others to realize their divinity. So like this wave of like consciousness comes into play. Like I really do feel like this happened for a big reason for, you know, for me. I'm not really clear about that. Maybe you can kind of clear it up for me. Either you turned or your daughter turned away from you. But at that point you understood she can't see you anymore. Can you go over mm-hmm. that for me again? Yeah, because that's actually one of the biggest things I learned from my NDE because it's like all perceptual and what we allow ourselves to to see or connect with. When, when people die, we are faced with such grief because we believe the physical body is our connection to people. When in actuality, like we are pure positive energy and our physical body is just holding that in for the for the temporary time we're here. And when our physical body drops, that energy rises right back up to pure positive energy, back to God or source or whatever you want to call it. It just rises right back up. And so what I saw was when people pass on, like my grandma, they, they rise right back up to pure positive energy and they're fully multidimensional. They're everywhere. They're of everything. They're completely focused on me at this moment. But me being physical still, I'm turned away from them. I can't see them focused on me because I'm still consumed with my grief and I I think they're gone and I'm crying and I don't see them focused completely on me. But when I passed, I saw them. So I faced towards them and now I could see them seeing me. But once I joined them and I was one of the ones looking on to the other, to the other still on earth, they weren't going to see me. So like I was seeing them now, but they weren't seeing me. So like my daughter wasn't going to know I was watching over her even though I was never going to take my attention off of her. She would, when she passed on, she will face, she will face me. She will see me, but not until that moment. I couldn't stand the fact that she wasn't going to acknowledge my existence until, you know, she could either do it. She could do it when she's alive. She doesn't have to pass on to see me. I guess people can tune into that when they're physical still, but I knew for a long time she was going to suffer and she was not going to turn towards me. She was not going to turn towards me. She was going to believe completely. I was not there. I was not there with her and I would be, and I did, I couldn't stand her not knowing that hmm. it's like, we all, co- we all, we all always face each other. Eventually we all come back to each other. It's just the awareness. One of us is more aware than the other. One of us can see the other one. The other one can't. So, it, but eventually, you know, you always turn back, see each other again. So how did you change personally after this experience? Um, I changed a lot. I, uh, I gained a lot of empathy in general. I, um, I started to be able to connect with 
the other realm very easily in dreams, especially I, my dreams came full circle after this, which I was able to revisit old dreams and reinterpret them or maybe dreams I was scared of. I was, I was able to like go back and, and reinterpret them and relearn from them because I think our dreams are actually a huge, huge part of all of this. Um, I was, I, I developed energy healing abilities, which were totally self-discovered sitting outside for hours on end, listening to music or just meditating. I, I discovered Reiki and energy healing, and I've actually done it on my brother and a couple people, which, you know, it's, it's a beautiful practice. It's of course we're, you know, we're all energy healers. We all have the ability, but I was just, because of what happened, I was able to tap into it. And I believed in it because of what I saw. Like, once you see what I saw, you'll believe in anything. Like I was just an open vessel at this point. So yeah. And I actually had like signs of my chakras opening after this happened. I got this like welt on the bottom of my foot at one point that felt like orgasmic when I touched it. It was like my, I believe it was my root chakra opening. Like I swear, like a ton of stuff started happening after this. I would stand under the sun and take pictures of my aura. I would get the coolest pictures of my aura. I started to be able to see other people's auras. I think the biggest gift I discovered from this was not only learning of my own divinity, but loving and appreciating everybody else's and loving and appreciating where everybody is on their journey to finding their own divinity. you got to kind of love everybody where they're at and stop judging and condemning people for not being where you are. That's a big thing I had to learn. Um, and I learned worthiness finally, which I, I had a big struggle with that because when I got this message and I had this NDE, I felt like not kind of not worthy of it. I felt like, who am I to have this? In this? Once you have that knowing inside, no one can take that away from you. People can be mean to you. People call you names. You can't take that knowing out of me. Like you are so strong after an NDE because of the knowing you have. And so I feel like my biggest, my biggest thing was finding my worthiness, seeing that I was worthy enough to have this experience and positively impact other people's lives. Did you feel that worthiness and or that acceptance when you were over there? Yes. Yes. Immediately. I, I, that's part of the reason that I was laughing was that I didn't know that. It was like, you know, it's just, it's just like, I feel like we put our, our minds in a fog when we come here because we know better. Like we know what we're doing. We know we're going to forget. We know we're going to have amnesia, which is going to cause fear and anxiety and, and, I, we knew what, we know what we're doing when we come here. We're coming here for a really big purpose. And, um, I'm just like, I just, I feel blessed to have been so lost and to be where I am now. It's like two totally opposite sides of the stick. (laughs) Do you believe in reincarnation? Like we keep coming or we just come this one time? I think we come as long as it takes for us to learn. I think that we can come as many times as we want. I feel like Maybe we want to come a certain amount of times each time, a different theme of experience of life we want to grow from. I think this is all personal. I feel like Earth is a great platform to come to to evolve our souls, kind of like school. And I think you can come back as many times as you want. I, I could come back and then 700 years later be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll go back one more time. Like, I think it's always kind of like our decision because we're always evolving. We're eternal. This is never going to stop. It's always going to be another planet and another time-space reality that we're discovering and messing around in. So, yeah. Are you still Catholic? No, I'm spiritual. I respect and love all religions. I think they all serve a wonderful foundational purpose of a higher power and, 
living a good life and be a good person. I, I understand it, but I don't think any pile is it, one pile is right. I think, you know, we're all one, we're all the same. We're all equal. We're all from the same source. So have you noticed any other abilities that you gained from either this NDE or the previous one? Um, I would just say mostly like the energy healing, my empathy, my ability to kind of like understand others and, and, um, and communicating with, uh, passed on ones. Definitely. Like that's outrageous for me. I mean, they'll catch me too. Like if I'm meditating, I'll come back to, and like something will be in such a way where I'll know it's a certain person from my past. Like once I get tuned into that place, they, they come for me. They do. They'll come with any message they can, yeah. Do you have any negative after effects from your NDE? I did, yes. Um, I had a lot of depression because um, because of how I was received when I came back. I was completely changed on the inside, but the outside world wasn't ready for that yet. So I had to humble myself a lot and shut my mouth a lot when I was feeling a little proud of my knowing and, and, you know, people weren't ready to receive that from me yet. They weren't ready to, they weren't ready to receive the good Nicole yet. They were still used to the, you know, so I had, it was hard for me because the, one of the main reasons I wanted to come back into this life was to share my message of, of eternal life. But I was finding out that no one wanted to listen to me. No one wanted to hear it. And that was really hard. And that was depressing because here I am with like the best message ever. And it's in the most unreliable source like me I'm the most unreliable source and here it is you know so I really did have to like bide my time and humble myself and, and know when to be quiet and know when to not talk and now I feel like uh I'm coming out of that it, it was very hard I felt like an alien I felt weird I felt like going to work every day was really hard because I was putting on an, an act meanwhile my mind was like in this far off deep philosophical place and I'm having to do the nine to five and you know, I was, was feeling a little monotonous, like Groundhog Day at certain points. Like I was waking up in the same day and doing the same thing and waiting for someone to notice that something else was going on. And yeah, it was hard. It, it's still hard to adjust. It's I still feel, I still isolate and hide from the world sometimes. Interesting that you use the word isolate and hide. Why would you be hiding? Um, I'm very affected by other people. I'm very uh, sensitive to people's energy and so i feel like most of the time it's it's safe for me to just kind of hibernate <laughs> mm -hmm. keep myself safe mm -hmm. energetically i'm very sensitive now do you feel like now sometimes there's just like it's harder even for me to to, to explain it but maybe just like oh, there's like a lot of noise out there and it's too much for you yeah um you definitely start to notice the fear and chaotic base that this vibration is in. Like I've definitely feel it. Cause like when you get to that, like that clarity realm and like the, the, like the higher perspective, it's all like so calm. And it's so, yeah. And when you come down into like the collective of like the world right now, it is, it's very chaotic. It's very loud. Even sometimes just someone talking to me will hurt my ears talking normal. Cause I just, I can't, I can't take it in right now. I'm, I'm like, you know, it's, it's just, I, under, I understand that completely. I, I feel like that all the time. Do you think that this experience made the game of Earth even more difficult or less difficult? Less difficult. Um, I was existing without knowing of anything before this, and it was just destructive and exhausting and tiring. And 
you know, to have finally that there there's more to this. Like when you die, that's not it. You don't disappear. Your life doesn't stop. Like your life here stops, but life doesn't stop. There's only more. And to discover that, like that makes the game so much more delicious. It makes it so much more savorable. Like you can just, yeah, you can, cause it, you can't ever get it wrong and you can't ever get it done. You're always, you're eternal. You're always going to be evolving and learning and growing. And I think it's awesome now. I think it's great. I also thought it was really fascinating how on the second NDE, it appeared that you realized you were dying again. Like Mm -hmm. since you've already been through it once, you were like, "Uh oh, okay, here it is. I'm going back again or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Here it comes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything about your NDE that's inspiring for you? Yeah. Um, just how I see the world now. Like I didn't get higher perspective only on my life. I got higher perspective on life. I got to see kind of like creation and I got to see um, how we're all one. And I know no one will ever sway me. We are all one. We are all from the same source. We are different. We look different or we act different because we're on different parts of the planet, which is because of like where the sun hits the, like it's all like, it's all, you know, it's, we treat each other so different when we're also the same and that is the biggest thing that I love that I got out of this especially with what's going on in the world right now and everything like I feel like I see things in such an unjaded pure way that it does help like the collective it does help keep a steady vibration it doesn't it doesn't contribute to the chaos and the confusion I feel like I'm now a contributor in, into like the stability and, and the love how are you as far as now, you know, drinking alcohol and other stuff? Did you totally stop? I did all of 2016 sober, completely sober. I do smoke marijuana. Um, it actually got me off of my, uh, a lot of my anti-anxiety, anti-depressant meds. I just smoke marijuana now, which is great. It really does help me. Um, and I'll have a drink occasionally, but it, it's not helpful to me. I don't think it's a very healthy thing. But, you know, if I'm out celebrating or something, I'll have a couple of drinks. But no, it's not the way that it used to be for me at all. Because I used to just reach for it to numb everything and, and to, you know, I couldn't sit with myself. And it was like a coping mechanism, you know, mm. which is not healthy at all. So, Have you had any other paranormal or spiritual experiences like these? Um, I mean, as a child, I used to have... Um, dreams of my past on loved ones um I used to have dreams that they were going to pass away and then they would like stuff like premonition dreams when I was little um I was always very scared of it I didn't think it was cool I thought I was terrified of it I would wake up screaming and you know and things would happen and I'd be really extra freaked out so I feel like I was always kind of like tuned into that other realm and like accepting of it but then when the whole worthiness thing came into play in my life I kind of just disconnected completely and then um when my best friend passed away in 2015, he was relentless. Like he did things like, for instance, the last time he was ever in my car, my um, glove box was broken and it kept opening on him and he kept getting so pissed, slamming it shut and he was getting so mad. And right after he died, I went to visit him at the cemetery and on the whole drive to the cemetery, my glove box kept opening and it was fixed after that. And it kept opening. And I was like, I know I'm coming. Like he was just doing it to like, let me know he was there. Like he, like stuff like that, where it was just, you know, you think you see something out of the corner of your eye. That's one thing, but these were like full on intelligent 
interactions I was having, you know, and it, that that's pretty cool because I was more open to it and I and I was accepting of it because of what I had been through. Like I was just I'd surrendered to whatever is big. There's something bigger than us going on. There's something so much bigger than us going on. And I've gotten to the point where I've just surrendered to it. Because then if you do that, you end up receiving so much. You, you receive things into your experience. Instead of dictating what's going on, you receive it, which is beautiful. How did your friends and family react to you once you came back? Um, they weren't happy with me at all. Um, they weren't happy with me. And it took a lot of time for anyone to trust me. And it took a long time for anyone to even want to hear about my death experience. All they were concerned about was that if I died, I was going to leave my daughter. I was going to leave them. And mm-hmm. They didn't want to hear about my beautiful experience and your beautiful experience. So mm-hmm. it took a long time for, you know, for me to be accepted and be able to even tell this story. I mean, to anybody. So um, my I think my dad was very shaken up. He actually raised me. He's very close. It's his mom. So the whole story involves his mother. He has seen her since she's passed. And my father would never say that. Like he, he has seen her since she's passed. So when I told him this, he was very open to, to it. And, but it took a long time for anyone to even want to hear it. They didn't want to hear the benefit of me almost dropping dead. They didn't want to hear about that. So it was because, because it was, it wasn't an accident with, it was drug. It had to do with drugs. So they were pissed. You know, they didn't yeah. want to hear it. They were mad. Yeah. So they want to hear about my euphoria from the drug overdose. Right, they were right. like, no. <laughs> so it took a while, but now people are starting to listen mm-hmm. because they see how, you know, I've been doing well for, for a few years and um, they want to hear They They see the change. They go, what, it, what happened with you? And I'm like, oh, I'm glad you asked because I've been waiting to tell this story for a few years. If somebody's missing someone on the other side because they recently passed, how could you explain to them that their loved ones are okay and don't worry about it? Okay, so the trick is, and it's hard with grief because you just are so caught up with wanting someone physically here with you. And I understand that, believe me, I do, because it's so much easier just to be able to see them, smell them, and, and feel them. And it's just so much easier. However, when someone is here physically and then they leave and they go into the non-physical realm, they are no longer here. So the trick is to look for them where they are, not where they were. You continue to look for them where they were. You're not going to find them. You're going to find emptiness, sad memories, loss, grief. If you look for them and believe and have faith in where they are and you believe in that eternal life, you can't, you can't say you believe it and then not know you have to really believe it and you look towards that to find them which means you connecting to your higher self and lifting your vibration to the point where they are because they're no longer down with us they're up you know they're high up raised in their vibration so you have to go where they are you can't look for them where they were so if you take the time to sit with yourself quietly and you know kind of try to have no thought kind of try to be in an appreciative mode and raise, raise your vibration as much as you can, you are right now and connect with them, if only for a moment. And that's sometimes all you need. And, and it's a practice that you can work on and you can do, you know, every week, every couple of days is try to just try to find them where they are. Try to break the habit of looking for them where you want them to be because they're not there anymore. They, but they are 
completely, eternally interested and focused on you. When you pass and you become just this pure positive energy, you are multidimensional. You are everywhere all at once. You are of everything. You're everywhere. There is no way it's not possible for them to not be fully aware of you and focused on you and loving you and just waiting for that moment. That The problem I feel like we have is we put so much into this physical life. We think this is it. We think this is, this is the end all be all. When the truth is, this is just a, a fragment of time where we come for a moment, just to have a moment of physical, but our, our true, our true eternal, our, our true beingness is infinite. It's eternal. It's not this moment. It's not this little physical body that dies. This, we're a part of that, but we are so much bigger than that. And that's our biggest hang up is, is being so caught so caught up in, in being physical that we think when our physical body we're gone, we're gone. It, it, when our physical body drops, we're free. We're everywhere. We are everywhere. And there's no time and there's no space. Like there's nothing confining us. We're free. So if anything, we should be mourning for ourselves for not being there yet and celebrating the ones that are there because they're the ones that are living the real life. This is not real. This is temporary. This is a delusion or not a delusion but an illusion and it's just temporary like we are eternal this is this is like it's like coming to a waiting room and waiting for real life since you've been there do you understand how people over there are able to connect with you here for example your friend how he was able to go to your you know your dashboard thing and open <laughs> it and close it do you understand how they're able yeah. to do that Yes, it's uh, it's like thoughts become things. Focus, focus, and thought. It's like focus, and our minds are so, so strong, and so all he needs to do is think about is be focused on me, which he always is. He's always aware of me, and just focus his attention and energy, and it's like an instant manifestation. It's like thoughts turn into things instantly. We there's no physical barriers or physics in the way of us instantly manifesting if he thinks it's funny to slam that thing open it's gonna slam right open as soon as he thinks about it being funny he's not he doesn't have to open it he just opens it's just how it is it's, it's physics don't play a part over there here yes we're we're hindered we're you know physical mm. but you know it's, it's very easy it's just it's thought string of things instant manifestation of thought interesting because you've already had an nde prior to that and so you were it's kind of like it made it easier easier for you to see him or recognize him, whereas the other mm -hmm. an average person may have not pierced the veil or had an NDE, and then stuff like that can happen, and they wouldn't think it's somebody trying to communicate. Maybe they would probably just think it's something random. Is that right? Right, 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 right. He was relentless. Like this was one of the many things he was doing. He was doing a lot of things at the time and so uh it was a beautiful it was a beautiful thing it was just it's like just what i needed you know to get me you're right like to it, before this i wasn't see i wouldn't have even have seen anything i was completely unaware but because of the nde and the awareness of my grandfather my grandmother's existence after the fact and seeing that definitely made me more connected and like more tuned into that to that realm definitely absolutely and even after because i saw that light the, that light from the street lamp that was just like I can't I wish I mean I a 
few years ago, I think I was still able to really visualize it. I mean, I still can, but it, it's like that, that flip in my stomach. I don't get that anymore, but I, I, it was the most beautiful light I've ever seen. And after that, for about a year after that, if I would be like in, you know, in a, a zone with myself, I would, um, I would look at a light, a simple light, and it would become that same emanation of the other light. And I would cry. I would cry joy. Like I, cause I would, I would look up at like my hall light, for instance, and I would just get into that and it would shift and it would change into that real light. And tears would just fall down my face. Cause I'd be just like, thank you for showing me this in the physical. Thank you. I'm awake. Like I wasn't having NDE. I was just sitting in my room and I was able to still see that and still know that energy existed it was just energy like communicating with me and being like i'm still here I'm, and it through the lights it would do that for like the first year after my nde which was amazing and i'll admit like it does fade over time it does you really have to like process it integrate it and honor your nde if you don't if you hide it like i did my first one it won't do the same effect it won't have the same effect on your positive effect on your life like you really need to process integrate and honor your nde you do because there's a big message in it. A message that'll save lives. Like this is, I'm sorry, but when I was circling the drain, the answer I was looking for was that there was more to this, that there was more than just this, like this life I was living. I wanted to know there was more. And the second I had that answer, I was like, I'll go back. I, I want to share this. Like I, I've been the worst case scenario and now I can come back and give this answer to people and help them out of their worst case scenario. When you saw the other beings there, were they beings of light or were they like translucent kind of humanoid people or what did they look like? They did have the shape of beings, of humans, but just no no characteristics, just beaming light. And I don't know if that was because I didn't fully go in. I did feel like the closer I got, the more defined everything got, like, the you know, the clearer it got. I do think things are withheld if you don't decide to fully stay like I think maybe it would have been cool maybe I would have started to see familiar faces one by one in a sea of people like that would have been awesome but no I didn't get to see full like full into that at that time Hmm. once I turned and shifted towards my the back of my daughter's head I just I freaked out is there any part of your experience that you have never shared with anybody but you're willing to share with us (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so um The firefighter I was living with when I had my NDE, I was with him for a little while after. And this was during my discovery of like my chakras opening and and my aura and like finding my divinity. It was crazy. The experience I was having. One night I was meditating and I ended up levitating. And he walked in on me and he walked in on me and he, he didn't even acknowledge what was happening. He just started screaming at me. What the fuck are you doing? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, it was the weirdest thing because it was like, he, it's a long story that had to do with him. He actually did not want me to have this awakening. He was comfortable in my suffering. He, he didn't know what to do with himself when I started to get better. So when I started to have this whole spiritual awakening and I started blowing the lights and with the lamps in my house and stuff, like he started to get pissed. He was like, what is going on? Like he didn't understand it. And he, he walked in on me and I just remember him coming at me. Like I was like, I was cheating on him. It was like just as bad. Like, cause I was levitating and I, I was person in my personal space meditating and I was lifted up 
And I wasn't making it a big, it wasn't a big deal to me. It was kind of like my natural state at this time. And to have someone that said they love me walk in and start screaming at me really showed me what people that are not tuned in and aware how they can interpret spiritual, like spiritually inclined things, like how they can react like something, like you're doing something wrong. Like he, he came at me like I was doing something wrong. And I, I was shameful about that for a while. And I was like, wait, I was, that was a private moment between me and myself. And he walked in and criticized me for it, which was just another part of my learning experience of what I was going through mm-hmm. and recognizing my own, my own personal divinity and not putting that in the hands of anybody else. It doesn't matter what he says. He can yell at me all he wants. That's pretty cool that I did that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by your blowing out light bulbs? After my, my NDA, right after I, I started discovering that if I tilted my phone a certain way under a light in the house, I could get a cool, cool picture of my aura. Like un, I have really cool pictures. I could actually send you some. Um, and I would go around the house and I would do that or just entering a room. Like you would see a surge in the light bulbs. I got a call from my, I worked at a warehouse at the time. I got a call from the fireman one day and he was like, what's going on? All the lights are out in the house. Like all the light the light bulbs would blow out in the house all the time. I'd have to bring light bulbs to work because I was either taking the pictures under the light. And I think I was like pulling energy from the light bulb by, by taking these aura, aura pictures and, or I would, I wouldn't even take the pictures. I would just stand under and look at it with my phone. I could see it. I could see things on my chest. I mean, I will send you, I honestly will send you these pictures. They're pretty cool. Um, I think I was just drawing the energy out of, out of like the lights in the house. So you would make (laughs) that time. You would make them burn out like they're so they're yeah. not usable or they actually like crack and break? No, they wouldn't break. No, it's just like they would burn out. They would, the mm. energy would just be, they would be burnt out too quick. Mm. They would burn out quicker than usual. I was thinking that our personalities are a result of our experiences in life. And so when you go back over there, do you drop all these personality traits that you were undesirable for, under, undesirable for you here? And you just become, you know, pure love again. You know what I mean? Like, because we're, no one's perfect, including me. And I'm sure everybody listening can think of things that they would like to change about themselves. I wish, wish mm-hmm. I wasn't like this and or I wish I was like this. So once you're there, do all those just disappear and you go back to like pure love kind of state? I felt like I was kind of like pure love, but also like at the same time with like this, like, like badge of of like who I was on earth kind of thing like I never shed it and was like rid of it I carried it with me and celebrated it but it didn't take away from the fact that I was pure love pure light and pure infinite you know what I was like but I wanted to wear the I wanted to be like yeah I went like here's my scar from this and you want to kind of celebrate it because it's like that's why you come here to like go through it if you come back with no scars, no one wants to talk to you. What did you do? You would you lay in a bed pampered the whole time. Okay. <laughs> you <yeah>. know, like <laughs> you celebrate. It's like, oh, what'd you do this time? Like sometimes people say, Oh, I came to this life. There's no way I chose this. I'm going through this, I'm going through this, I'm going through this. I'm like, that means you're a badass. That means you were like, Oh, I can handle this and I can handle this and I can handle this. It's not this is happening to me, it's happening for you, for your empowerment and your enlightenment and your involvement. I like the way that you put that. Thank you. All right. So after watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or chit chat with you or whatever. Are you open to that? And if so, how should they do that? 
I am completely open to that. My whole purpose is to to help others and to help them tap into their own divinity, you know, not tell them about mine. I want to help them find theirs. And, and it, it's a life-saving thing. It's like the medication that you can't buy anywhere. It's, it's, and it's, it never runs out and it's free mm-hmm. and you just got to tap into it inside you. So absolutely. I mean, I can give my email, my Facebook. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter to me anything. Well, um, whatever you want to give, I mean, fire away. All right. So my Facebook is Nicole DeGroat. And C E G R O A T. Um, you can message me on there. I also have a page, Healing Hands, on Facebook, which is on my page. Um, and my email is Coley, which is C O L I E, 42383 at gmail.com. And you can email me and I'll, you know, we can give each other our phone numbers or, you know, whatever's easiest. Absolutely. This is, this is, I'm starting to get to that point now of, of starting to find my purpose and how I'm going to contribute to this, this world in the best way I can. So. Do you have anything that you would like to promote besides your Facebook page? Um, I mean, I'm going to eventually be getting into more. I've been, you know, processing everything. Um, I'm probably going to be offering counseling classes, um, stuff like that. Eventually I'll, I'll let, you know, people know once I know more, I'm still figuring that all out, but, um, that's it. All right. Well, if you ever get a website or anything like that, mm-hmm. then just send me an email and I will put the link to that in this video. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Yes. Um, If I could share one thing, it would be um, that we are all so important, that we are all divine. We all have a higher being, an inner being, a higher power. Um, This life is temporary. We go into, you know, it's eternity eventually you know, don't be discouraged by how hard this life is. It's, it's, if you're going through hard times, it just means you're a warrior. And, um, you know, we're all here to lift each other up. We all rise together. I feel like there's an ascension on the planet going on. There's like individual growth and planetary evolution, all of it's happening together. And I think that we all just need to work together, love each other. We're all one. We are no matter what religion or what country or what color it's, it's, we are all, we are all from the same source. We are all the same. And I just hope to God that we can all find that um, knowing inside of each of us and just start a huge wave of, of unconditional love and acceptance in, on this earth because it's, it's what we need. And it's what's true. It's what really is. So why not reflect that here on the earth realm? If it's, if it's the truth in heaven or in the fifth dimension, whatever it is, then let it be, let it be here too. Let us let it in. Well, thank you for that message. And Nicole, thank you so much for being my guest. I really appreciate you and I wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a wonderful evening. You too.